0: Ear snacks for parents.
1: Hello, hi. Welcome to an episode of Ear snacks for parents. Are you a parent or and a families? caregiver? Or a friend? I'm, I'm all of it. A grown up of a kid? <laughs> a grown up who knows or works with children.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Who might be hanging out with kids who are now eligible or might soon be eligible for the COVID 19 vaccine. Well, I'm really excited, Andrew. Hi, Polly. <laughs> Do tell. We're not on the show. This no. is me drinking coffee. Yeah, she's a real
0: person. She's just woken up. We are taking Izzy today. Wait. For his second shot, we found out that it wasn't a placebo.
1: Well, we back up. Our seven-year-old was in a vaccine trial. Yes! A very late vaccine trial for the Pfizer kids' um, vaccine.
0: Which he talked about in our last episode of Ear Snacks, which was for kids.
1: Mm -hmm. And this episode, which is for parents, um, we were excited to find out this week when they unblinded the trial that he got the active dose of the vaccine. And so when he goes back for his second appointment... He'll be getting his second actual shot of the vaccine.
0: It's surreal. It's happening. Because until two days ago, we didn't know that he had any antibodies going on at all inside of his body.
1: And how did you feel when you... It's really weird. We were
0: like, I don't know. He's like started to get kind of excited and thinking about the things he can do. And like, I was texting with some friends yesterday who were saying they're coming to our town to visit in yeah. december and i was like wait with their kids with their kids yeah. and I'm like maybe all our kids will be able to play together yeah. and like be inside together and like not in the yard i right. don't know I yeah. was like, we could be playing board games and stuff right i don't know um, yeah yeah it was kind of interesting uh asking lots of uh kids and parents who wanted to be on ear snacks what they knew About vaccines. Okay, so
1: this was the first thing that I wanted to share in this episode: is some behind-the-scenes stuff um, that we found out when we got back the kid interviews about vaccines. It turns out, like I was very surprised. What happened when we sent the question to parents to ask kids, "Have you had a vaccine?"
3: Not yet, but they are still making it. Uh, No, no, no. Really? Never had a vaccine, so... Uh, maybe one time. I don't know, but I might have when I was a baby. I don't know. I'm not sure. Did you know that when you get a shot, that's what you're getting? That was
4: a vaccine. Oh!
0: Most of them thought they had not. They are thinking of the vaccine as the COVID-19 vaccine, and they, they do not associate any of the times they have been to the doctor's office before in their life as having gotten vaccines.
1: Right, but... I think that I think that I also read it a different way, mm. which because then we also asked, "Do you remember getting any?" Oh, we asked them if they had had any shots. Yeah, and they said yes.
3: I've gotten a couple vaccines. I've done it a couple times, I think. No, well, I've never had one. I get one every year at wintertime for a flu shot.
1: And then we asked them. So they don't see that shots and vaccines are necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. Vaccine is a scientific word Mm -hmm. that they did not understand. One kid said, I think it's a kind of a clip
3: or something. Well, a vaccine. A vaccine is. A vaccine is sort of like this little clip thing, I guess. You take it and you. um, I don't know what it is. uh, I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: or a cold or something. No, I I think they were trying to get at, you know, because some people try to explain a vaccine as like we're giving you a tiny piece of the virus or the
1: cold uh that is going
0: to teach your body how to protect itself. So maybe that's the word they were, I don't know. Yeah, but I I mean, I think
1: that they didn't, they don't parse that the idea of a shot is the same thing as a vaccine. So that was the first insider info that I thought we would be interesting to share with parents. But then the second, like, important thing. Mm. I think this is hard to remember when you're in the moment having small kids, which we do. We have a seven-year-old, we have a four-and-a-half-year-old, and and we have a one-year-old. And um, while I always want to validate their feelings and their experience, like we know that time is going to pass in a way that they don't comprehend it. Mm -hmm. And when we asked kids by way of their parents if they remember getting any vaccines when they were younger, they do not.
0: Yeah, we expected them to not remember that.
1: I thought. I mean, you know, I I wasn't sure yeah. if they would or they wouldn't. But okay. like, we had seven, six, and five, and four-year-olds, and on some eight-year-olds, show. and a nine-year-old. Yeah. yeah, And we asked, like, do you remember getting any shots when you were three, when you were two, yeah, when you were a baby, and they do not remember. Okay, do you remember when you got a vaccine when you were three?
3: No, I no. <laughs> oh, have not got a vaccine when I was three. I've had a lot of shots. Yeah. What about when you were a baby? Do you remember that? No. No? No, because no, I don't remember anything that I did when I was a baby. <laughs> I don't remember, but I think I have when I was a baby. Like, my friend Sophia, once um, Sophia's baby sister like got her flu shot, uh, she didn't even, like, like cry. Um, but my friend Sophia, um, who's the older Sister, um, and we're the same age. Um, she was the one who was crying like. Yeah.
1: Me. I mean, we know that there's this kind of like great memory reset around five. Kindergarten ish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can see it happening when your kid all of a sudden is like, you know, sometimes things pop into their mind about their earliest childhood, but right. like for the most part, it's gone. And um, while they have a big feeling in the moment, no, I don't want to get the vaccine, or ouch, or like that, it's going to hurt so bad. Like I think one thing we have to remember is like we can see this experience in the rearview mirror and they cannot.
0: Yeah, and also we may imagine because we have been talking about vaccines and about the science of it and about the timelines of it. Oh my gosh! And how's it going? And yeah. how are we going to get yeah, it? Yeah, Where what? is
1: it? And how many can they make? And is it going to get to everywhere? And did it, why did somebody get it and I didn't? And all I mean everything.
0: It's amazing that almost no kids knew what they're immune system is, which, or, you know, which which is, is, or what a virus is or what, yeah, of course it's totally, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like you may be seeing these emotions Mm -hmm. around the idea of vaccines and the idea of going to a doctor for a shot or a nurse, or they don't even know where they're going to go. And these emotions like I have emotions about things that I don't quite understand or haven't really unpacked like they're they're largely cuz I haven't understood them or unpacked them that's right. where well, you know, the fear is comes from a not knowing and the not knowing comes from hey we haven't ever really tried to ask about this or talk about right.
1: this right so so that's the first sort of like as we get into this like how do you as a parent or caregiver Prepare for your child to go get a vaccine. How do you approach this? Whether it's the COVID nine COVID nineteen vaccine or it's their regular childhood immunizations, mm-hmm. this is the first thing. the The number of times this is talked about and the information that is given to children, the first like tip that I think I have stumbled upon mm. is it should not only be when a doctor's visit and a shot is approaching. Mm. So, because then the only time that this is discussed Mm -hmm. is sort of tied up in their fears and your own fears and this having to get to this appointment and like whatever, yeah, right? And nowhere else are the ideas about the science like given to the children, which they can handle. They can handle these concepts. They can handle the idea about like, a vaccine is an injection that teaches my immune system to protect myself.
0: And my immune system is this amazing, you know, community of tiny, tiny, tiny little creatures that are acting in my body all the time. Right. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's something our, our kids find interesting. Yeah, yeah. That there's this whole invisible world.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So some ways to get that language going, if you have little kids and you do or don't have a doctor's kit at home, Um, we give vaccines all the time in our house. (laughs) Um, I get like, I mean, especially when I was like waiting to get my vaccine and we were talking about it all the time, I would pull the doctor's kit out and leave it on the shelf and- I we have like for some reason we have like four shots because we've had several doctor's kits and like mm-hmm. hand-me-downs and we've lost so many we lose most of,
0: except the syringes but we have the syringes because they
1: are the most Good fun because they move yeah i think they of like all spring the spring them yeah. 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 yeah so like i'm always like no don't lose that um <laughs> so at one point like you know i got like four shots like every five minutes for like a whole day because that's what just was happening in our house so yeah. You may already be doing that. But another thing is to find some fun ways to bring science in, um, whether it's listening to ear snacks, an episode like tissues, or our vaccines episode, especially even for the younger kids, kids who are under five who aren't ready to get their shots this week, but will be eligible pretty soon. Other things you could listen to would be Here Comes Science by They Might Be Giants, which has some like stuff about, you know, all different kinds of fields of science, but also mm-hmm. about the body. Yeah, um, a lot of you are probably already listening to Wow in the World, um, and they, they go have, inside the body often. They go inside the body, and they have a great book, um, The How and the Wow of the Human Body. And Mindy Thomas was on Ear Snacks a couple tissues, episodes yeah. ago, um, talking about some some body stuff. When we talked about sneezes and colds, and our pals tissues. Lindsay
0: and Marshall at Tumble Science Podcast have done some really great episodes for young children about what a virus is and how it works and how yes. vaccines happen
1: and um this is a great time to play a clip from tumble because there was something that you heard on tumble that you really liked oh yeah and i asked Lindsay if we could play it and she said yes (laughs) awesome
0: they get into uh animal science obviously because that's a really great way for kids to connect with science is thinking about how it works
3: oh yeah
1: that's the other thing is um if you have like a doctor's kit and you have a vaccine clinic or doctor's office visits in your house maybe it happens with animals and loveys or legos and you know not your own body yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah
0: i don't know if if there are any dads out there who just need to be sitting on the couch while they're doing their play but yeah
1: like just that episode of
0: bluey doctor i'm very sick i must sit here can you fix me (laughs) that was the best episode of bluey
1: (laughs) Okay, anyway, so back to tumble.
0: <laughs> um, so they have they have some great analogies, which you know we like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, about tiny ninjas and about how you must learn the n- tricks of the tiny ninja viruses in order to defend yourself against
1: them. All right, so. well, let's cue it up. <laughs>
2: A lot of germs live on and inside of bats, and that's not unusual. There's billions and billions of viruses and billions and billions of bacteria that live inside our bodies and on our skin all the time. My name is just Dave Chahal and my title is I guess lead scientist at Tiba Biotech.
4: When I first spoke to Jas Dave, he told me that he's fascinated by viruses because they're like the tiniest ninjas on the planet, full of impossible mysteries and tricks.
2: Yeah, the infinite amount of mysteries they propose to me is still exciting. And now that you know I'm trying to make vaccines and make medicine, trying to figure out how they work so that we can use those tricks is for me sort of now the most important job to do. So it's like you have to appreciate how mysterious viruses are so you can help fight them. Yeah,
4: the good thing is that scientists have a lot of tools to get clues from viruses during an outbreak. So Jastave is going to help us understand where the current coronavirus came from and how we've learned how to fight it. Viruses are tricky little ninjas. They're going to pop up and attack again.
2: The trick is just to have a society that knows it can happen and that is ready for it when it does.
4: That means the biggest tool in fighting viruses is us understanding the science and doing what it takes to help scientists and doctors stop outbreaks in their tracks.
0: Thanks, Lindsay. That was Tumble Science Podcast for Kids. We hope you check it out.
3: Your snack. With Andrew and Polly. Okay, the next
1: sort of tip and trick Mm. that I want to share. Ooh, tips and tricks. So we had a great child life specialist from UCSF. Children's Hospital in Oakland. Rose Tandetta Mm. on our episode about vaccines. We did this great interview with her and we couldn't include it all. So... And she talks also more about um, the experience of being in the hospital.
0: Yeah, and Um, what parents can do to think about mm -hmm. how they navigate that experience for their kids.
1: So we wanted to share um, the largely unedited interview um, with Rose. But before we do, the next tip and trick I have for you about vaccines is to stop calling them shots. No, for parents, for families.
0: We don't call vaccines shots?
1: So this is what I asked Izzy in the interview is huh. I was like why do you think we use gun words? Oh <laughs> about vaccines. Yeah. Now I have done no historical research on this on and the on the biology of shots. So, yeah. you know, mm. I'm sure it's interesting, mm. but But that's not the point. <laughs> from a mo- but that's not the point. And from a <laughs> modern perspective, yeah. I think that's whack. I just I just don't think it's okay.
0: Like, we've moved on to crisscross applesauce, folks. We can move on to vaccines.
1: I mean... I'm just saying. I just think, like, like why would you (laughs) voluntarily... Introduce... Use aggressive words that will produce Mm. a defensive response. Yeah. Like, I know that there's, like, vernacular and, like, we can, like, you know, code language differently. Yeah. But my child can understand the word vaccine and my child can understand the word injection my two-year-old yeah i mean i start when they're babies like honestly like as a newborn i would say today at the doctor's office you'll be getting a vaccine a vaccine is an injection that helps keep your body safe it might hurt that's Mm -hmm. another thing it's like don't put your own experience on this sometimes it might hurt Mm -hmm. when you get it Mm -hmm. and the hurt goes away Mm -hmm. pretty quickly Mm -hmm. And the protection lasts a very long time.
0: You want them not to be surprised by some physical sensation. There will be some, they, yeah. may, they may feel something.
1: Right. But also like, you know, you don't you don't have to talk it up before yeah. it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is you don't have to tell them three weeks out like, oh, we're going to have a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get shots that day. Mm-hmm. Our and kids like, barely
0: what? get told what's happening this day this morning like sometimes they get told the day before right like usually it's like the morning let's what's happening this day
1: yeah yeah. they they don't need to be told like so far in advance about something that's possibly traumatic that's going to happen to them they do need to be prepared for it and so that's why having a vaccine clinic when a doctor's appointment isn't approaching in your house you know a pretend vaccine clinic um and having kids like when they give you the vaccine you'd be like ow that one pinched or like, oh, I didn't feel anything at all. Or, oh, it it hurt. It really burned. Oh, it's oh, now it's gone. You know, like that that's that they don't have to know months away that this big about thing. About the specific is experience. Yeah. You do, but, 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 but like
0: the general experience is yeah. something you can talk about. Yes. And like the fact that so many kids have no idea that The trips that they have had to the doctor's office in the past is
1: part of how their body works. Using the real language demystifies what the process is. That's also that's like part of modern parenting. I mean, we talk about it in all sorts of other ways. Like we talk about it in terms of the body. Yeah. And keeping children safe from like sexual predators and all kinds of stuff like that. And we talk about it in terms of food and boundaries. Like, why are we also not talking about it in terms of the regular medical visits and treatments that they will be having? And yeah. I, but I also understand well, like wanting to make something cute or fun
0: for sure, and not wanting to, like you said, not wanting to over dramatize or, or scare yeah. kids. But like demystifying things shouldn't be scary, right? Like right. that's in, in fact, it can be really interesting and part Mm -hmm. of storytelling and part of playfulness. You know, if you think about the way that the magic school bus rides again, does the episode about inside the body, it's not telling you base, you know, when we, I grew up, um, we, I knew about blood cells. I think, I think that was something I was aware of, but you know, and there was something called white blood cells and red, but that's, that's actually like really basic rudimentary knowledge, which you can expand way across. Let's talk about let's talk about killer t cells let's talk about macrophages and when you see those illustrated in books or in tv shows um i believe uh storybots also goes into the body mm-hmm. and talks about like how the immune how how does getting sick work how does the immune system work yeah. and you know if um if there's ways to to really visualize that i think that will help you understand that like these processes like eventually getting vaccines once in a while when you need them mm-hmm. in order to protect our species like that is that's something you do and you know I hope these discussions can lead to bigger broader discussions as they get older like how do we as a species protect our planet how do we as a species treat every individual fairly and give them the rights and respect that they need regardless of the resources that they were allocated at birth right yeah you know
1: also, like you know, I don't mean to put too much pressure on you as a parent. You're just like doing people. your
0: your best. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that that's one reason why I start doing this with my kids when they're newborns mm. is because I can super mess it up with like a six week old. <laughs> But then, you know, but I'm practicing and I'm looking at their little faces and, you know, you get some reps. Right. So by the time they're five or seven or and they ask me some grown up question, like, why is there blood in the toilet Mm. or (laughs) "What's Why do you have that? And I don't have this. Like, we've already used some of the words we've already like we're already on our way to like talking about these things. And it doesn't have to be some like uncomfortable moment. But anyway, but so. I don't mean to put pressure on you. Not every child should have like an A to Z like understanding of all science Correct. on the universe. Yes. <laughs> but it's something we can do. Okay. Here's the next thing we can do when going for vaccination appointments. Yes. I don't know how it goes for you, listeners, parents, um, but at our pediatrician's office, so this is so weird because like when you watch Mr. Rogers, <laughs> they have a visit to the pediatrician and the pediatrician gives the immunizations to the child mm. and the pediatrician. Like if you read some b- older books, pediatricians are like, I like to make sure I make contact with my patient before I give the immunization mm-hmm. so that we have a sense of trust with each yep. other. Not how it But is that now. is not how it is now nope. for us. So nope. we see the doctor.
0: Or you go to Walgreens.
1: or Yeah. Like, and yeah. you don't know that person. <laughs> yeah. The tech comes back in and in our doctor's office, a lot of the time the tech is like, Looking down, they're very friendly yeah. and they're very friendly before the appointment. But when they come in with that tray They've, of
0: shots. <laughs> but they also they don't assume that they should make social human contact.
1: with Well, you. I think that they know that like your child is about to cry possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like very they are they do not want to have to do that job. It sucks for them. To like have to like cause that pain and know that we're stressed out about it and like whatever. Yeah. And they walk in, they've got this tray and they're yeah. like looking down and like yeah. it's totally different from before when they came in and they're like, hi, welcome to your appointment. What I like to do is when they walk in, mm-hmm. if I haven't already remembered their name. Yeah. I like you to may get not their have name. Gotten their name. That's the first. I may not have gotten their name, but if it's the same person from before, I like to try to get their name because I think it sort of makes us at ease. Yeah. So if I know their name, I can say hi, Caroline, or yeah. I can say, oh, can you remind me your name?" Hi, thank you so much for bringing the vaccines today. Yeah. You know, and they they are still sometimes they're still uncomfortable and still worried. They, the tech? or The tech, kids. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but it automatically puts my kids more at ease, mm. right? And then, and we're going to go into some tips and tricks for when you actually get the shot in a second. But then when my kid gets the vaccine, yeah. like sometimes they let out a cry. Yeah. Sometimes they, whatever. Um, I mean, the baby usually lets out a cry and then it's over like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the big kids let out a sound or something mm-hmm. like that. And then I thank the person after the vaccine is given. And I say- Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. And I think it's a really important part of making this experience less terrifying.
0: You're making it a trustworthy experience, right? Yeah. In the same way that like, it's weird when like, like say a delivery person comes to your house, you usually don't get their name, right? Like you don't necessarily introduce yourself to them, get their name. It's like a quick interaction. But you're not just dropping off a package. You're like coming into my body. Yeah. You know? Um, right. And that's, I think that's a little more personal. And the same thing is, I think sometimes grownups think it's easier to not to just disappear from a Yeah, a to kid's make it like a
1: faceless experience, like anonymous. Than to say like goodbye. Whatever. Or then yeah. to
0: acknowledge that they are leaving and the experience is over between right. you two, the interaction. Right. But I, you know, I encourage family members and friends when they're leaving our kids, you know, like, like, I want our kid, like, how do you want to say goodbye? It's
1: nice for a kid to have a beginning and an end. To, to understand a transition
0: is occurring. Yeah. And yeah. that's
1: the same thing from the vaccine, too. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that's give, exactly it, what I'm saying. give it a beginning and an end. Give it a beginning and an end. And then, the, you know, that also changes the time frame from like, oh, my God, when's it going to happen? I've yeah. been thinking about this for four weeks right. since you told me about it because you looked at the calendar right. and yeah. you didn't think about how yeah. I was going to feel when you said that out loud.
0: Izzy thought he was getting his follow-up shot like weeks ago. He was like, why well, hasn't it happened yet? You well, know, he, also didn't he understand. doesn't understand time. He doesn't understand time. Him yesterday we were going yet. today. And yes. it doesn't work.
1: All right. <laughs> we we have to I have to actually take Izzy to his appointment. Oh, but so goodbye. before we introduce Rose Tandetta, yeah. um, I just wanted to say Rose gives a lot of tips and tricks. Mm. And I think they're amazing. And I think her like overall approach, she is like so expert at understanding kids and how to approach them. And she gave us a link to an article yeah. that a doctor wrote um that that has all the information. Nice. But I just want to say like before you assume your kid is going to be traumatized by this, because her first tip is, like, to put some numbing cream on their arm, which is fine. You can yeah, do it. I, but, but before you assume your child is going to be traumatized <laughs> by this, <laughs> give them some credit. Yeah. <laughs> that they can understand the science and they can understand this process. Yeah. She also, you know, says, like, you can use an iPad and, you know. But, like, you know your child in terms of distraction. Do they need to, to be distracted at a level of a 10 or do they? Didn't need to be distracted at a level of a one, right? So, like, I might not need to take a comb with me to the appointment, like she points out, because my child's not getting like an IV port put in that takes like a long time. Yeah, they're getting a shot, so maybe just a little tickle on the back of the arm. Some of her tips and tricks
0: may have been for kids or families that that have particular sensitivities that well, might think and- it's particularly hard. In the hospital,
1: go. procedures take a lot longer right. than that's, just a vaccine. So absolutely. I have, uh, as a personal note, I've had a lot of medical procedures, yes. not all of the medical procedures that a person can have, but yeah, I have had of many of them. Yeah. And as like a, a young adult and adult, and they take a long time and they feel like forever. And for children, it feels like even more forever. Right. So, you know, her her expertise, It like, I greatly appreciate it. And I, I want you to hear it unedited. I just want you to think like, I know my kid, like, you know, I don't have to go whole hog because that whole hog can kind of like your anxiety can transfer. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I've got to do all 15 things on this list to get my child through this one shot. That's a that's a lot for you. And that's a lot for your kid.
0: And I would say when you're looking into making vaccine appointments or contacting your pediatrician, feel free to also ask questions about what the process will be like that if they cannot answer the questions on the phone, they should certainly be able to point you to resources where you can read about precisely what the process will be.
1: Right. So, um, and then I just wanted to share, I mean, you've probably gotten many, many vaccines, but this is something that I share with my kid. And before we start playing Rose, this is what I do when I get vaccines. Mm. And actually, you know, I don't get vaccines often with my kids, but we started getting our flu shots with our kids. Oh, yeah. And I think that's really helpful yeah. to like model for them what you do. Um, yeah. I don't have any problem getting a vaccine. I don't enjoy Poly looks. The, I don't look. Well, I don't always look. Oh, okay. it's I realize when Rose says like, mm. do you have to look or mm-hmm. do you like to look? Oh, like, yeah. You don't have to. I okay. don't have to, yeah. but I do sometimes look. But I do sometimes close my eyes and I take a deep breath. And sometimes the person who's giving me the vaccine thinks like, they're like, are you freaking out? Like, are you gonna have a panic attack? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm just taking a deep breath. One of the things that we had to edit out of the kids that I want to cue up for you before we play Rose, is a strategy that one of the kids shares for how they take a deep breath that they learned in school. So they hold up one finger in one hand and one finger in another hand. Like, pretend one finger's a flower.
3: It can be any kind you want.
1: They smell a flower.
3: Smell the flower.
1: And then the other finger they pretend is a candle.
3: Blow out the candle on a
1: cupcake. I think it was a cupcake. A candle a, on a cupcake. A candle on a cupcake. Yeah, yeah. And they blow out the candle on the cupcake.
3: It's a trick
1: I learned from my school. Good advice. Yeah. That is something that a child can do to yeah. take a deep breath. It's sort of annoying for a parent to be like, take, take, take a deep breath. What but kind of flower will you have? If you say, let's let's do the flower and the cupcake, what color flower are you holding? What color flower do you have? That makes it start happening. What kind All right, of I cupcake gotta go. do you have? Thank you for getting your child vaccinated. Thank you. Thank you for listening to your snacks. Thank you for helping our world. We appreciate you. Here's Rose. Hello, are you there? Hi, I'm
5: here. Who are you? My name is Rose Tandetta. Hi, Hi, Rose. Hi. Rose, what is your job? I am a child life specialist, and I work at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland.
1: What? What does a child life specialist
5: do? That's a really good question because most people don't know.
0: I do not know.
1: Yeah, you've never heard of it before. Most people no. haven't. You've never met a child life specialist before? Well,
0: I thought I was a child life specialist, but maybe not. I, may- <laughs> <laughs> I don't, not
1: officially. Yeah. You don't, do you work in a hospital, Andrew?
0: I don't work in a hospital.
1: Okay. Rose, do you work in a hospital? I do work in a hospital. Oh, okay. And I- what do you do in the hospital? My
5: job in the hospital is to help kids understand what's going on when they have to come to the hospital. I am specially trained in how to talk to kids about what it means to be sick or to be hurt and to have to come to the hospital and what's going to happen to their body. Sometimes doctors and nurses, they use big words that we don't understand. Even grown-ups don't understand them. So it's my job to make sure that kids know what's going on and that they can be a little bit in control of what's happening to their body. And that they get to have a teeny-weeny bit of fun, or sometimes a lot more fun, when they come to
1: the hospital. That sounds like a very important job. I have been to a hospital before, and it can be sometimes a scary place to be.
0: I have never even thought about having fun on a trip to the hospital. Is that something kids can do?
1: Absolutely kids
5: can do it, and it's my job to make sure that they can do it and that they do do it.
1: Well, since you know a lot about big, fancy medical words... Mm. We were wondering if we could ask you a question that's not about being in a hospital exactly, but it is about medicine and it is about science. Mm. And we we're wondering, what is a vaccine? A vaccine is a very small piece of either a
5: bacteria or a virus, something that might make you sick. That's either weakened or dead, and then is put inside your body to teach your body how to fight it off, just in case you might come in contact with that illness in the future.
1: Oh, well. I love learning all the time. You do? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning right now. Yeah. And I'm used to learning all the time, and I think most of the people who listen to our show are used to being taught and learning all the time. Sure. So, that doesn't sound so bad.
0: Yeah. So, vaccines help your body learn. What what part of your body do they do they teach?
5: It teaches your immune system. Immune system. So, your immune system is in charge of fighting germs that might get into your body through your mouth or through your nose. Oh yeah sometimes through your eyes or through your skin even sometimes. And so um, your immune system is ready to fight off all of those germs. A vaccine just teaches it a little bit about, hey, this is a germ that might come in your body, and here's how you can fight it off. And so it teaches your body to have a response so that Mm. if that germ should ever actually get in your body, your body is ready and knows what it's doing and has seen that
1: germ before. How do you get a vaccine? Like, how does it get in your body to teach you?
5: There are a couple different ways that people can get a vaccine. You can get vaccines in your mouth, and you probably did when you were a tiny baby. Really? Yeah. You can get vaccines up your nose, like a spray. Some people do that for the flu shot every year. For the flu vaccine, they get a spray up their nose instead. But most of the time, a vaccine is an injection, which means it's a shot, it's a poke. It's a jab, whatever you want to call it. It goes under your skin into one of your big muscles, either in your upper arm or in your thigh.
1: Mm. How does it feel when you get a vaccine as an injection in your body?
5: It has a lot of different ways people think that it feels. So everybody experiences it a little bit differently. A lot of people are scared of shots and injections. And I don't think I've ever met anyone who loves vaccine (laughs) it's never happened nobody loves it nobody's so excited to get their flu shot or another vaccine but there's lots of different ways that you can make it feel better for yourself or that the people around you can help you feel better when you feel it but when i get a vaccine Mm. to me it feels like a pinch that's how i describe it It feels like a pinch Mm. and then sometimes my arm is a little bit sore for a day or two afterwards Mm. but some people don't feel anything the last vaccine i got i did not feel at
0: all you Hmm. didn't even notice them putting it in
5: Nope, I didn't know. When they said it was done, I didn't even believe them because they were already putting on the band-aid and I didn't feel a thing. So you've had a vaccine before? I've had lots of vaccines before. Lots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I had a lot because little kids get a lot of vaccines for a lot of different illnesses to help make sure that they grow up safely. I also get a flu vaccine every year and I just got my COVID vaccine last year.
0: Uh, This is interesting to me, Rose, because I know this, that... Kids get lots of vaccines. Uh, We have some kids, and they have had lots of vaccines. They get them almost every doctor's appointment when they're little. Um, But I've noticed that this new vaccine for the coronavirus, people are talking a lot about. It's kind of like a big deal, but it's also... A something vac-
1: that we do all the time it's a, vac- kids.
0: it's a vaccine that, yeah, just in a similar way that we've had lots of other vaccines, right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's exactly
5: the same as all the other vaccines that we've gotten our whole entire lives. What's different about this one? Is there anything different about it? The difference about this one is that it's just something that we're all talking about and it's something that's going to really help change the world and end the, what we're, we've all been experiencing for the last 19 months. Um, it is something that's really going to change... Everything and let us be able to do more things and not worry so much about getting the coronavirus, which is something that everyone has been worried about for a really long time. Oh, why
1: did you get the COVID vaccine?
5: I got the COVID vaccine because for a lot of reasons, but firstly, I work in a hospital, and so I want to make sure that I am not sick and going to give sickness, the coronavirus, to my patients that I see every day or to their family members that I see all the time. I also have kids at home, and I want to make sure that I keep them safe because they are not able to get the COVID vaccine yet, so I want to make sure I'm not bringing anything home from the hospital or from when I go to the grocery store, even though I wear my mask all the time.
0: I like how you said yet about your kids. Mm Mm-hmm. It's coming. They might get to get it someday soon. I'm so excited.
5: I hope that they do because I really, really, really can't wait for them to do all the things that they normally do as kids and haven't been able to do for a really long time. So that's part of why I got the vaccine. And I also know that getting the vaccine is really going to help everybody get back to normal. We all want to go back to our normal lives that we all had before any of this happened. And vaccine, just me getting one vaccine is going to help get us there one person at a time.
1: That's amazing. We can't wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. I'm so excited. (laughs) We're so curious about your job since we've never met a child life specialist, either one of us, Mm. but we know you're sometimes working with kids who are very, very sick. Oh yeah. They don't just have a cold, but they need medical treatment in a hospital. Can you tell us a little bit about What are some of the things that you do to support kids who are in the hospital? absolutely and I have a whole team of child life specialists
5: there's actually 15 of us in this whole hospital Um, and we all work in different parts of the hospital so if you come to the emergency room because you fell down and got a big cut on your face and you need stitches you might need to meet a child life specialist who's going to tell you what stitches are going to be like what they're going to feel like play a game with you while you're getting your stitches um, and then give you a toy to take home or to play with while you're waiting for the doctors to check you out before you can leave Maybe you have to have an x-ray because you fell off the monkey bars and broke your arm. And um, there's a child life specialist who's going to teach you about what an x-ray is, what the machine looks like, what it does, how it works. And they can even show you the picture of your bones after if you want to see them. Cool. And then I am a child life specialist. I work with kids who are going to have surgery or who have had surgery. And so I teach kids about what is their appendix? Did they even know they had one before it started to hurt them and they came to the hospital? What is it going to be like when they take it out? What does anesthesia feel like? Anesthesia is sleeping medicine we give to kids to help them fall asleep so they don't feel anything that's happening in their surgery. But some kids are really scared about what that feels like. And so it's my job to talk them through it, um, to help them When they go down to surgery, I go with them. We play games while we're waiting because everybody who
1: comes to the hospital has to wait for a while. There's so much waiting at hospitals. Oh, that's right. There's so much waiting. Yeah. Our kids don't like waiting. No. (gasps) Grown-ups don't like waiting either. Grown-ups don't like it either. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Have we found something that everyone hates? (laughs) Did we just stumble on, like, a shared thing that everyone dislikes? It's waiting? Hmm. I've never met
5: anyone that loves waiting.
0: Waiting is when you want something to happen, but it can't happen now.
5: It's true. And even Mm -hmm. if it's something you're not really looking forward to, Mm -hmm. like getting a vaccine or having surgery, Mm -hmm. it's still really, 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 really hard to wait.
0: Yeah. You may not want to have surgery or a vaccine, but you do want to have had it.
5: Yeah. You want it to be over. Yeah. And so waiting means it's not over yet. If you're waiting for something to happen to your body or that someone is going to do to your body, um, either at a doctor's office or at the hospital, the longer you have to wait or think about it, the more nervous your body is going to get, the more nervous your brain is going to get. You start to get more scared. You start to get more sad. You start to get more angry.
0: What does a nervous body feel like? What does a nervous brain feel like?
5: The nervous body feels like your heart is beating a little bit faster and your muscles a little bit tighter and you're a little bit wigglier in your seat. And your brain is thinking about all the things that could go wrong Mm. or what you really wish you were doing instead of sitting here waiting for the thing that's going to happen. All of those things combined make for a really stressful situation. Nobody wants to sit there and wait and think about all the things that are making them scared. They get more scared and more nervous. But... If you're allowed to play a game on um, an iPad or you're allowed to play iSpy in the room that you're in, like I Spy with my little eye something blue and you find what it is, you can really distract yourself and think about other things sometimes even when i am waiting i like to close my eyes and imagine i'm somewhere else somewhere really fun like disneyland or the aquarium or somewhere cool that is not where i am and i can just use my imagination or play a game or play with a toy or sing a song to help the time go by faster so that i can get out of there faster
1: I wish we had had this conversation before the pandemic. Yeah. Because we've all been waiting so long for so many different things. Right. If we had just been imagining we were a different place and playing so many games. (laughs) The time would have just flown right by. I think that it did for some people.
0: Mm, (laughs) The mm, tiny ones. mm, They played lots of games. They played lots of games. So many games. So many
5: Zoom games. (laughs)
1: Oh, okay. Well, um, if one of our friends had to come to the hospital to find out what was going on with them medically, anything that you want to share that would help them in that moment? Yeah. With coronavirus, it's really hard because a lot of times you
5: can't come visit your friends in the hospital because there are rules about who can come to the hospital. Right. But what really helps someone in the hospital is to know that the people who love them and care about them are thinking about them. And so you can make them art to hang up in their hospital room. You can call them. We all know how to use Zoom now or FaceTime or face video calls. And so we can do that, call them, send them messages, just so that they can not have to be so bored. A lot of what happens in the hospital is really boring. We said waiting is not easy. All that waiting. Right. And most of the time, people in the hospital, kids and grown-ups, spend a lot of the day just sort of sitting around waiting for doctors to tell them things or to do things. And so helping pass that time with a conversation or a Zoom game or some other art activity can be really helpful. And so sending somebody their favorite activities like a deck of cards or some coloring. Nobody is too old for a stuffed animal or a cuddly friend to have in bed with them. I give all the teenagers in the hospital stuffed animals. Aw!
1: Nobody is too old to have a cuddly buddy. It's nice to have a hug and give a hug always. Exactly.
0: Rose, after so many kids get their coronavirus vaccine, what do we have to look forward to, even if it might take some waiting?
5: Oh, everything. We have everything to look forward to. Think of all the things we haven't been able to do. Play dates and museums. Going to the zoo and not worrying about, did I forget my mask or where is it? Thanksgiving dinner with our families. Christmas dinner with our families. The holidays. Flying on an airplane. Going on vacation. Going to Disneyland. All the things that we haven't been able to do. All the things we've had to say no to in the last 19 months. Yeah. Really, we have so much to look forward to when more and more people... Have gotten the COVID vaccine, and we don't have to worry about them getting sick or having to go to the hospital if they get sick with the coronavirus, then our lives are going to be different and better. It's going to be so
1: exciting. I can't wait for that. I think we could say better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, last question. Mm. For kids who are going to go get their first dose of the COVID vaccine or their second, Mm. do you have like top three, like, tricks or helpful advice for kids who are going to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I have some great pointers. Okay.
5: The first one is that you, the grownups, can get lidocaine cream, which is a numbing cream that you can put on the kid's skin wherever they're going to get the vaccine, like 30 minutes to two hours before. You put it on with like press and seal or saran wrap. And that numbs the top of the skin. And actually, some kids say they don't feel anything when they've gotten their vaccine. Whoa. So if somebody is really worried
1: about what the vaccine is going to feel like, that can be a really big thing that can help. For someone Mm -hmm. who has a lot of anxiety over a shot. Yeah. Okay. So
5: lidocaine cream, you can buy it in the pharmacy. It's 4% lidocaine cream. You can get it over the counter. It's pretty amazing, and not everybody knows that it exists. I definitely didn't. It's a really cool trick. Another trick is using sensory distraction. When it's time to have your shot, you can either have somebody scratch the back of your arm or use a fine tooth comb on the back of your arm or if you have one of those handheld massagers for your necks that vibrates you can put that on their shoulder or on their leg wherever they're going to get the vaccine and it distracts their nerves so it makes their body a little bit confused about what it is they're feeling and some kids say they don't feel anything when they're getting their shot while that
0: is happening. Polly I I look away when I get a shot do you?
5: Oh no I look at it. You like to look at it? Yeah. (laughs) That's another really important tip. Find out. Yeah. Do you like to look or do you have to look? There are some people who don't want to look but can't not look. Mm. So there's a difference between wanting to see it and having to look at it or wanting to close their eyes. So make a plan. Where are they going to be? Whose lap are they going to sit in? Who's going to give them a big giant hug while it's happening? And whether they want it in their thigh or in their arm, giving the kids some choices about where it's going to be because we don't get a choice really about if it's going to happen.
0: Right.
5: We get a choice about where it's going to happen and how. Yeah. Another really important trick that's going to take some change on everybody's part is that generally we take we have to teach the hospitals or the doctors and nurses who are giving the vaccines that it is not okay to hold kids down for vaccines. Mm kids should sit up and sit in somebody's lap or sit by themselves if they want to but holding somebody down is really really scary and it makes it even more scary and they're much more likely to be scared and have a bad experience if someone has been holding them on the table or the bed or wherever it is oh gosh yeah so having a grown-up give a big giant hug to the kid who's having the vaccine can be really helpful Um, another trip tip is distraction asking a kid a question right as the vaccine is going in something that they have to think about this is a great technique and the best nurses use these all the time when you're getting your flu vaccine somebody might ask you a question about your opinion about something right as they're doing it because they know that that is going to distract your brain and make you think about something else and answering them takes your mind away from what they're doing um so either bringing um, a toy that's distracting whether that's an ipad that has games or a phone that has games or a video because everybody's got those in their pockets now or something fun and exciting to play with um a light spinner if you have a a, one of those things that you press a button and the lights go running around that works really well for toddlers and babies and sometimes even older kids who like to press the button it distracts their Mind from what's happening um, on
0: their arm. Oh, Polly, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, about the snacks that we were gonna have later, uh-huh, yeah. like some grapes that we're gonna. Oh, oh
1: no, no, no! Did you just give me a, a coronavirus vaccine? I, well, I did get, I get a booster?
0: <laughs> I gave you a tickle, a, a tickle. tickle distraction. Yeah, yeah. A tickle distraction. Yeah, I just wanted to
1: see if I could distract you. Yeah, you so did you, it. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, you did it. I realized there was another question I wanted to ask. You, you have so many questions. Wait, did you do all your tips and tricks? <laughs>
5: Um, Yes, I think those are all my tips and tricks. And then sometimes your arm doesn't feel great after a vaccine. So sometimes putting an ice pack on it can help or putting a warm pack on it can help. Or sometimes taking medicine if it is really hurting. You can let your family know if you need that.
1: Um, But figuring out what
5: works best for you to make it feel better.
1: Cool. Okay, my last like two little bit questions. Hmm. One is how long does it take to get the vaccine when they're about to give you the shot? Like how long? It's so, so fast. It took five seconds. Oh, it's really fast. Whoa. It's so fast. Okay. They're ready for it. Sometimes
5: they want you to sit there for a little while afterwards. So I think I sat um, for 15 minutes after I had my vaccine. Um, But then I could do whatever I wanted and I wasn't nervous because I wasn't waiting anymore.
1: But the injection part. Yeah, the vaccine part took five seconds or less. Okay, so you count to five and it's over. And it was over. Okay, and then how long will the vaccine keep your body safe?
5: That's a really good question that scientists are still working on. Hmm. But they think that the vaccine is going to keep your body safe for a long, long time. Like
1: longer than five seconds.
5: Oh, way longer than five seconds. Like months and months and months. I got my COVID vaccine in December and my body is still working really hard to create the antibodies that it needs to fight off any COVID infection that might get anywhere near me.
1: But I always wear my mask.
3: Nice. Okay, so
1: count to five and the injection's over. But count to five after that and your protection is still going. Still going. And five after that
5: and five after that and five after that and five after after that that, for a really, really, really long
1: time.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) You can't even count it that many fives, Polly. Really? Yeah.
5: You're going to get bored and do something different. Perfect.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rose, for being on Ear Snacks. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) That's all she wrote. Hope to see you all soon. Maybe even sing with you. Bye.
3: Your snack is made by Andrew and Polly. Thanks for listening.